right now, um, we're joined uh, by Peter Sonsky of the Supreme Council. Um, he's here at the convention. And uh, Peter, thanks for being with us and taking a few minutes with us. I know you're a busy man here at the convention. And so what's, what's your role with the Supreme Council? Well, I work at the Knights of Columbus Museum, Father Ryan. I don't know if the two oh, of you been are there. aware of it, but yeah. there yeah. in New Haven, where the Knights of Columbus was founded, there is a museum that uh, memorializes all of the history and the achievements of the Knights of Columbus for its 137 years. So uh, I'm kind of the history guy. Love it. Wow. Absolutely. So what does this mean, Peter, when you, when you see all the Knights coming together? This is the 137th. Uh, national convention for the Knights of Columbus. What is this like when you come together with all these men? What does it mean? And then when people are heading home here in a few days, uh, what is the fruitfulness of it that you've seen in the past and you hope for this year? You know, it's a good question, Father, because so many people who are Knights or who are aware of the Knights really have only the concept of the Knights at their local level their parish, their community. Yeah, level. right. That's right. And so for knights to come to a gathering like this and to see men from all over, not just the country, but from the continent throughout North America, and then even we have knights here from Europe, we have knights here from the South Pacific, uh, it gives them a sense of how universal the organization is, how universal the church is, and it's a way that they can express that fraternity with so many more uh, outside of the realm, they can learn from them, they can share with them, and grow with them. That was one of the most, the first one I ever came to. I was so excited after I left it because I never, I think, really felt or realized how impactful and how large the Knights of Columbus are, and you really realize it here at the convention. That's a good point. Uh, again, because you're, you're used to that small setting at home, when you come here and see the breadth, the scope of it, it really is uh, inspiring, uplifting. And when the when Carl Anderson gives the the kind of the state of the state of the state union, of the union yes. state of the order, I remember listening to it, and I read it every year now. I go and look at it because he started talking about when you combined all of that, and he talked about you know how much time and effort and money is donated. When you put it all together, it's massive and impressive. It is, it is. And that's one of the things that I enjoy. While I said my role is uh, at home, working at the museum, I've had for uh, more than a dozen years the responsibility of being a liaison for radio and television here at the convention. And, you know, Father Ryan, I said that when we first began, it was like pulling back the veil and giving people an opportunity to see the organization in its totality, uh, to see the... Uh, the immense amount of charitable outreach that the organization has and the good works that it does at, uh, at international levels. So uh, I'm pleased that you brought that up because this is really the occasion when we hear about that in its fullness. And so for those who are listening, who have opportunity to follow uh, the proceedings here today, please do so. It'll be broadcast live on Salt and Light Television in Canada, on Catholic Television, and on EWTN Television. And uh, so glad that you're going to be here throughout the morning, too, broadcasting live and being able to share with your listeners uh, the good things that are coming uh, from the Knights of Columbus and here in uh, the beautiful state of Minnesota. Well, Peter, the Knights have such an awesome history. The last 137 years uh, since uh, founded with Father McGivney and the first group of men uh, around him. What stands out to you as, as main highlights that have uh, impacted you for the Knights after the founding? And when you look back on the history of the Knights, uh, what, what would you share with our listeners that are important points? I think Father McGivney was prescient in his vision. Um, at the time that he founded the Knights of Columbus in the late 19th century, 
the institutional church had uh, a very, um, shall I say, active role in a lot of the apostolates, a lot of uh, the outreaches of Catholics. And Father McGivney distinctly saw a role for the laity. And so when he established the Knights of Columbus, he established it as an independent organization in union with the institutional church, but not a part of the institutional church. And he decidedly uh, asked his bishop for the permission to do this because it was non-conventional at the time. But for those familiar with the documents of Vatican II, we know that there is a universal call to holiness. We're all called to be contributors uh, and work toward our own personal sanctity. And I think Father McGivney saw that at a very early time and wanted to engage the laity in the work, the outreach of the church, and that his vision has endured and that it is alive today and the charitable outreach that is uh, that Father Ryan mentioned takes place on an ongoing basis is a testament to um, what he uh, was inspired to put together. Yes. Great. Thank you. Peter, what, is, what does it mean to you to be a knight? What does, it, what does it mean to you as a Catholic man to be a, a knight of Columbus? Sometimes, Father, uh, as a, a man, communally you're not engaged so much with other men in your faith. You might be uh, connected to them because you're a fan of a particular ball team, or you might be connected with them uh, because you have the same uh, work or employment. But... There's not always that easy union with, uh, with the faith, and this provides that. It, it provides that, that close bond that uh, men really, I think, need uh, in kind of mutual support of each other in the faith. It also gives men a real roadmap to live their faith. Uh, the charitable initiatives that we've been talking about are often done more simply and more meaningfully when they're done with others. And that's what the Knights of Columbus provides. Very good, Peter. And I, I look forward to our Knights meetings every week or every month when we have them at my local parishes. And I want to ask you, what about your involvement locally? What things do you see are clicking in your area councils, um, maybe across the country, if you have that knowledge? What would you give encouragement to uh, local Knights councils to continue the good fight of building up the councils as well as uh, fostering the good works and the energy, the enthusiasm in the life of Christ. Absolutely. I think the one thing that they can look back to is that when Father McGivney established the Knights, he wanted very much for the men to be united in faith. The The outreach is very important, but our own, our own spiritual growth and our own mutual support of each other as knights and as the parish. So uh, they call the knights sometimes a strong right arm of the church. Yeah. Uh, we want that to be uh, be known, but we also want to be in uh, mutual support of one another, each other's families. Peter, thanks for taking time. We know you're a busy man, and uh, God bless you in the convention and everything. Thanks Thank for you, Peter. Thanks God for being with us. God bless Father Randall, Father Ryan.